Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 22. I'm Jack. Abbas. Hey, Steve. Let's go straight into it. We've got loads to cover today, some controversial opinions. Yeah. It's going to get very interesting to see what everyone thinks about what's gone on the last week. So, we're going back to basics. So, what are your priorities as a Spurs fan? Abbas. Yeah, interesting. Um, first and foremost, for me, it's always playing attractive football. Secondly, it's results and, you know, winning. Yeah. Winning is important. Winning breeds winning. It's just having that mentality of being... So the good football, to you, is more important than the winning? So you'd rather go to a game... Well, no, I'd rather, to be fair, I'd rather win. I'd rather shithouse a 1-0 than have played brilliantly and lost 2-0, you know? Um, but good football is important, mm. but winning breeds winning. Mm-hmm. Winning, the winning mentality is something that is massive for, you know, for the team game. Um, have we got that? Mm, yes and no. Um, I don't believe we have it when it truly matters. I think we have it up until a certain point, mm-hmm. and then when, if you look at the last three seasons, and I see ASD getting getting it's getting closer here, but you look at the last three seasons. In the last three seasons, we've been there or thereabouts within the title race, and when we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be part of the title race conversation at all. But we are. And that's because of the great job Posh is doing. Why, but shouldn't, when, why shouldn't we be? Because we don't, we, we don't have the same level of expenditure as other teams. We don't have, we don't have I would say, the, the quality that other teams possess. Um, the squad depth. And, but my, my point here is, you look, at, you look at when we get mentioned within the title race, so the press will say Spurs are in a title race. Almost immediately, you could probably bet a hundred quid that the next game Spurs have it could be against bloody it could be Bournemouth at home it could be it could be Woking in the FA Cup one we'll lo- one nil yeah. we'll lose it mm. we'll lose it and that is where the mentality comes up until so we up until a certain point when the pressure's off we're great when the pressure's on just not turned up a tiny bit we do not perform. I wouldn't say I disagree with any of that. If I'm honest, the the thing that I would disagree on, where you say we shouldn't be in in the title race and in the tour, I think we've got a good side as anyone. So I think that's where maybe the squad, maybe the whole squad, isn't as good as a City or a Liverpool. I'd, I'd give you that, but I think in terms or of even, or starting even eleven, starting eleven is brilliant. I think it's up there with anyone. It is, but you you just look at the bench options when we've got two or three injuries and you look at it and you say that's not strong enough you look at City's bench you look at Arsenal's bench even Arsenal's bench you look at Chelsea's, Chelsea's bench look at Chelsea's bench yeah. they've got players who they can bring on who can massively change games mm. see I feel like our squad is excellent but the, the calibre is a, just a level down compared to a City in Liverpool you look at City if Sane doesn't play Mares plays like the, there's not you know that that quality. Of play. I think ours we've got good squad players. Your Lamellas, your Lucas Morris, but compared to an Ericsson or an Ali, they're not. They're just not quite at that level. So whilst I wouldn't say our squad's not good enough, versus a City or a Liverpool, I would say they probably are just edging that side of it. If you were to take all of the first teamers out and put the se- second string players in, we've still got a great squad, but their side doesn't actually weaken all that much no City have got two first 11s like legitimately two first yeah. 11s Liverpool haven't got it quite as much and we are miles behind them and in the league where 
it's a course of a year, you will have injuries. That That is where the strength comes from, the mm. depth. And we just can't, with the wages that we pay, you know, I always come back to wages, we can't afford to have players who are happy to just sit there. Like Barkley, it's taken years for Chelsea to get someone out of Barkley. Mm. And they paid loads of money for Barkley. It's they quite paid... sad. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, you look at the state of football, like Ross Barkley would, be, would have been, and I, I remember saying at the time, he'd have been a good signing for us, he still would be. 15 million, but... I just don't understand. Uh, you can only assume someone like a Barkley would have come down to a wages issue rather than anything else. Yeah, that's, that's exactly he it. He would have got game time, and at fifteen million pounds, he was exactly it. This is exactly it. I just what I what I struggle with with wages, and I'll we'll come on to your priorities in a minute. With wages as a footballer, there is nothing that is different about earning fifty grand a week as there is a hundred grand a week. Like in terms of your life, you've got it made. When you reach that certain level of but, money. It makes absolutely no difference yeah, whatsoever. We'll and to sacrifice your career at such an early age, this is in the Barclay example, mm. is baffling. Absolutely. I get term 32, 33, and you can go and earn 15, 20 million in a year yeah. in China. Why anyone would want to move to China, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I mean, I get that at that point in your career, but to sacrifice it early on, I, I, I just find it baffling. Oscar said it, right? So Oscar did move to, he's gone to Guangzhou every mm. day, I think. He said, like, he, he was 24, 25, and he said, look, I'm probably never going to be in the national team again, but I never have to work again, and my family don't have to work again for the rest of their lives. And they could be, they could, tomorrow, you have a look at um, whole player, did his head in, expose player, what's his name, Mason. Ryan Mason. Um, but he can't play anymore. He doesn't get paid that much anymore. He gets paid a, a tenth of what he used to. Anything can happen at any time. But... Even if you're on, even if you're on Ryan Mason, what was he earning at Tottenham? Maybe twenty five, thirty grand a week. That's still more than the average person earned in a year. You know, like what did he have? Two good years at Spurs, a year at Hull, and then he's, you know, he's a multi millionaire anyway. Unless he's been absolutely crazy with his money. I just the the Oscar one. I understand that one more, given his background and where mm. he's from. He's from, for anyone who doesn't know, real poverty, like yeah. as in like shacks that yeah. kind of level like they've got nothing so I can I can sort of understand that a bit more but even with him he's like he went from what was he earning at Chelsea at least 80 90 grand on, a week he wouldn't surely. have been on like 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 10 or 20k no he was on like good yeah, money there as well yeah, but where's that cut off where you go you don't need any more money is it 50 grand a year like do you just go well I don't need any more money I think I everyone's got a different cut off I think, haven't they well I think what it is is once you earn a certain amount you always you, you live within the means of that amount that that's you earn. That's correct. It's a, and that's about 40 grand a year you need to live. But as a footballer, if, you're, like, if you are Ross Barkley and yeah, you're yeah. on 60k a week or whatever at Everton mm. and Spurs are coming in with 60k a week, you're looking at your lifestyle and you're looking at what you afford and what you have. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at Chelsea, who Chelsea have 120k or 160k a week yeah. or whatever, and you look at it and you're like, actually, my mortgage in the house is. 2.4 mil but with a Chelsea thing I can, with a Chelsea contract I can get a house worth 4 mil yeah, yeah. it's living within your means but then it's always driving for more in yeah. terms of uh, financial in terms of financial benefits you listen to all the old footballers they, all, they don't know where their medals are or they're, they're just giving them to their kids that doesn't matter like it really doesn't matter but how much they earn now you've got to think the people advising them are all are former footballers now from the 90s as well who will all be struggling for cash mm. you know like we're just seeing Gerard Lampard the first of the millionaire footballers come through so they're still in new territory and they're going to try and get as much money as they can and I don't blame them like, I, I don't blame them obviously you want to win 
medals and you want to win everything but you're Ross Barkley you go I've got to back myself because there's, there's no guarantee when he moves that he's sitting on the bench I've got to back myself I've got more chance of winning stuff at Chelsea plus I'm getting more money why wouldn't I go the other, the other, well. the other side to it is obviously you don't know in the Barkley situation what he's been told by was it Conte that signed him he might have said yeah. to him you know you come in set off six months you're in the foot but you don't know what's yeah, yeah. been promised um, and the trophies thing is a, that's the other thing with the Chelsea Spurs comparison can I go to Chelsea for a couple of years maybe I'll sit on the bench but I might pick up a Premier League winner's medal an FA Cup might nick a Champions League and then two years on I can probably then drop down and play more. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of it's just it's, I think for people that, that aren't in football I mean our careers effectively are going to be most of our lives it's yeah, yeah. tough for us sometimes to relate to it because a footballer needs to maximise everything in about 12 years really that's sort of their peak time yeah. it's quite difficult to relate to that so I, I get it and I don't I just I, f- I feel upset sometimes when I hear of a player really just sort of cashing in all that ability to just they're, they're not yeah. bothered it's just like I'll just sort all of that out do you know they're just what are they in the human population they've got to be like less than a percent of people that are that talented in, in that field Point the no, real no, top no, ones no, yeah no, 1%. and it's like to see someone with that much talent just but it depends what you want to do with your talent. If your talent is a pathway yeah. to earning money, that's what they're doing. You know, it, it's nice that they kicked the ball and they won some medals, but and they they're in a newspaper a couple of days. But that doesn't make them rich. Yeah. You know, I, it's a real interesting one. Just divide opinions, but I want to hear about what your priorities are as a Spurs fan. Uh, number one, good football. That, that's what we stand for at Spurs. Um, I had number two was development. I like seeing us get better but as a club year on year on year I like seeing the whole squad I like seeing everything develop and then number three was young local talent coming through like I'm all about Spurs developing like it's all about community it's all about us growing and then earning our respect and earning our success like with, with what, we're, what we're going to be talking about for the next hour or however long we do it is the difference between emotion <coughs> and money and money now buys the cups if City wanted to win the League Cup they put their first team out or their second first team out, you know? And that's been statistically proven, hasn't it? You look at title-winning sides, yeah. 90% of the time they are the sides that spend the most so, money. I guess my question to both of you guys is, is it more admirable to not spend as much money as others and consistently fall short? Or is it admirable to spend the money and win the trophies? It depends what you mean by falling short. And this is where the emotions of the weekend come in, where frustration comes from your expectations not being blocked from hitting your expectations right and so if us as fans we want to win trophies I don't really know why I was trying to be logical what, what we do want we... to win every game I think we, we want to win every game that's it we want to prove that we're better and, and having that we try that, harder having that cup is just a signal of it's a tangible yeah it's a tangible yeah outcome to the hard work you've put in mm. But for me it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an and I would love an FA your... Cup more than anything else I would love an FA Cup not more than anything else, but I'd rather see us to hit top four consistently because that means then we can pay the wages of the players. Because if we go, if we put our first team out, our knackered first team got injuries from the the game this weekend, not hit top four, we couldn't pay the wages and we couldn't attract the players that we did. I'm no. I'm not so disappointed about it. yes. We'll, I know we'll touch on yes, yeah, because I am very disappointed. Yeah. But we'll come we'll, on. To we'll that. touch on because I, it was uh, last week. I predicted. I said we probably end up losing that game. To be honest. <laughs> um, no, I scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what I was more disappointed about was obviously the Chelsea game, which which is another game we'll cover mm. in a minute. Um, but for me, I mean, trophies are important. I see. Poch had very interesting comments um, 
post-match Palace game yesterday. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with him. Mm. I don't think I do fully agree with him. I I see where he's coming from to a point. But you you look at trophies in the last, like, 10 years in the FA Cup, you've had teams like Portsmouth win it and Wigan. I mean, where's the logic in that? Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've had Leicester win the league. You've had, you've had shit teams win mm. things. I mean, Bradford got to a cup final. <laughs> Do you remember? Not yeah. too long ago when Swansea won it. Yeah. So you, you get really poor teams mm. going on a run and winning it. But when it comes to expectations and, you know, year on year on year, we don't win something, that pressure is just cranked up an extra notch. It just goes up 1% on mm. dial every year and you can see it now where I don't think trophies in the first two or three seasons with Poch were necessarily something that we were aspiring to I feel Mm. like it was very much trying to you know learn more about ourselves and have Mm. fall in love with the team again that's now happened Mm. the second stage now for me is tangible success slash top four finishes that's a really interesting point you make actually so um, Giles Edwards good friend of the show on um, Twitter yeah. earlier yeah. sent this in so this is um, an article from the Telegraph um, so this is about finances priorities Pochettino so winning the FA Cup is worth 6.6 million qualifying for the last 16 of the Champions League which Tottenham have done under Pochettino is worth around 70 so there done. if we're talking <laughs> if we take our emotion yeah. I'm talking to myself here, yeah. out of it for a minute there, there's, no, there's no question but interesting in this article it says it was pointed out in some quarters over the weekend and this is an old article that Tottenham used to be known as a cup team and this is exactly what they want to avoid falling back into so actually what you've just said about Consistency and being a team, I know you said about being there or thereabouts, but being a team that can challenge on all fronts is traditionally not something that we've done for decades. And to be fair, it's difficult for pretty much any team in England to do other than City mm. because of that squad yeah. depth. Yeah. The next bit of this article says, while the ambition is to win trophies, Spurs do not want to lift a cup every 10 years or so and experience no, inconsistent league not. seasons in the meantime. Of course no, not. The, the league, the Premier League finishing table from 08-09 right Man United then Liverpool then Chelsea then Arsenal then Everton then Villa then Fulham then Tottenham Mm. we've got better since then we've got better than every single team apart from maybe Liverpool that are on that team but then you could argue we were better than Liverpool for that over the last 10 years we've probably for those 10 years yeah and that's Suarez season and this season Mm. never look at and that's that's far more successful than the couple of FA Cups that Arsenal have won Mm. I would argue we're a bigger club because of it the bigger it's just about gaining that mass organically so we can then start to Mm. build and win things Mm. but it's just about football's about making money I'm just very interested because I I put out a poll on Twitter yesterday, actually, which said, How do you what's, feel about it? What's, more in, what's more important for Spurs, or what game, sorry, should have been prioritised, the yeah. Palace game or the Watford game? Because in my mind, um, and I'll come on to my opinions in a minute, there was, there was not even a decision to be made. It had to be Palace. That had to be the game we had to prioritise. And I thought that I was in the majority, really, with that view. But interestingly, 44% of people said Palace, 56% said Watford. And this is after the game, this is isn't it? after the game. So yeah. this is including gut reactions yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that. So it's probably more... Yeah. So more people actually are like, well, Watford's a, a bigger game. Going back to what I said at the top of the show about priorities, I put this out on social media earlier. 
brilliant responses ever, in particular on Reddit. Yeah. Um, I'll read out a few of them because I think this just gauges where people are at. Um, so OP does not respond on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. um, in order, winning the Premier League, winning the Champions League, finishing in the top four, winning the FA Cup, winning the League Cup, winning the Europa League, beating Arsenal, finishing above Arsenal, beating Chelsea, beating Man United, Man City or Liverpool, beating anyone else, having nice kits. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, a lot of people are all about, you know, the top four is, is where it's at. My view on it is we're good enough where it doesn't have to be one or the other. I agree with that. I, I, I completely agree with that. My only concern is do we not then become everything that we mocked with Wenger and Arsenal where almost settling for fourth was in kind of settling for mediocrity no 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 I, I know what you're saying and I don't think set, I think this is it's about managing our own expectations I don't think we're aiming for fourth we're aiming for as high as possible but accepting the fact that the top two positions will be bought probably so not getting disappointed when we hit fourth it's a slightly different view because I agree with you totally we can't go and aim for fourth because that's not aiming for mm. echoes of glory and all that we just ha- we have to aim as high as we can but accept that it's not frustrating if we don't win against Man City or against Liverpool because we this is not who we are and I think the mockery of Arsenal with finishing fourth every year was that for me especially growing up Arsenal would you know Invincible winning Premier League titles, getting the Champions League finals, like they were the team, as, as painful as that is to say. You know, one of my best friends is an Arsenal <coughs> fan, you know, every week listening to him saying, Oh, we only scored three at the weekend and we're getting turned over by Middlesbrough. Yeah. And I, that, so it's the it's how the mighty have fallen with them. That's what the mockery is that their fans went from, you know, demanding titles every season to then being fairly happy with finishing fourth. Yeah. That, that That's more of what the mockery is. Um, it's just a really interesting one. A couple of other things from Reddit that I just want to read out about what our priorities are. Um, Pentapoodle on Reddit says, I want to enjoy what I watch and not leave like my, like my day is ruined. The effort on the pitch matters the most. We had an unlucky day. It's much easier to stomach than we played terribly. That's the thing. It's not Spurs of old where we were just awful. Like This isn't being battered by Liverpool 5-0 and just walking out like Suarez has ripped us a new one. We, we weren't great. Mm. By any stretch of the imagination, but this is not a consistently bad team. Yeah. This is a team ravaged by injuries. Yeah. Um, Johans13 says, um, at the moment, top four to survive that, get to the new stadium, keep Ericsson if, if possible, let's worry about winning stuff when we're back home. I say, oh, this Ericsson stuff's weird. Like, where's it come from? Like, nobody knows anything, but suddenly he's going to Real Madrid. There's as many reports saying Real Madrid have ended the speculation, uh, ended the interest as there are saying that he's going. Um, Contract's an issue, though. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions. I think think it's a point of of the season, and we're wrapped with everything. Where there's just a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty. Mm. There's been speculation about Poch for the last few months about Man United, the stadium uncertainty. When you've got players as good as we've got, and we're not quite getting over the line when we need to, there's always going to be question marks. And to be honest, that's never going to go away until we win a big trophy that whole thing about can Spurs it, it will never go away and even if we win the FA Cup which you know we this can't do this Potter season it still, still won't go away then it will be a case of oh they haven't won the league it's just something we've got to deal with 
But whose goals are these? These are the newspaper's goals, and they don't know anything. All they're doing is creating controversy, so they sell papers. Like, let's not forget, the, the job of a newspaper is to be sold. The job of a website is to be sold and to get clicks and to get people to dwell on it. That, that's how, and they do that by being controversial. No one goes to a newspaper if they just agree with everything, right? Well, what we were saying off-air before we recorded, actually, is that we would be fascinated to know, is Pochettino's brief from Levy get in the top four that's the point we or, don't know what or, is. or is, did Pochettino make the conscious decision to not include Ericsson or De Verreld and prioritise the league over the cup we will never know that we will absolutely that's something that we'll yeah, never yeah. we'll never ever find out but I would absolutely love to know because I actually think Pochettino looks at it and thinks the FA Cup for him yeah it'd be great to win it I don't think he doesn't want to win it but the Champions League and getting as far as we can in the league to him feels like that's something that matters more. The, and song, the song goes, doesn't it? The, the FA Cup is an occasion next best to Christmas Day. It, it isn't anymore. The Christmas Day now is a long, drawn-out, getting Sky money, getting Champions League money, and that's the world we live in. Let's talk about the Chelsea game. Chelsea! Um, so we went there 1-0 up. I mean, it feels like an eternity ago, that Chelsea game. Ready. We went there 1-0 up, lots of injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, all of our attack effectively out, apart yeah. from Ericsson, who's not been playing as far forward this season anyway. Um, we go 2 0 down. Um, the first goal, Kanta hits it from the edge of the box, slight deflection. Maybe Gazaniga could have done that. makes about three people. Yeah, maybe Gazaniga could have done a little bit more. I don't know, it's difficult. Um, the second goal wasn't great from our point of view, just no. people not going with their runners. Um, but 2 0 down at half time, honestly, I thought we're dead and buried. I thought. It's there's chances moment, and there's space on the break, but I was sat there thinking they're going to really pick us off. Mm. Fair play. Second half, we really fought back. Lorente took his goal superbly. I mean, really well. I don't think he played great against Chelsea. His hold-up no. play wasn't really there, but fantastic finish. Great header. Danny Rose was sensational when he came Brilliant. on. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I've, honestly, I feel like he's almost back to the levels he was at two or three years ago. He, he just looks on it at the moment. Um, Things got a point to prove as well. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that. Um, yeah. And you know, it goes all the way to penalties. It's a lottery luck, at that luck point. Luck of the draw. Um, we do. Bear in mind the attacking injuries we had. That, that <coughs> well, you know, that's free penalty. Would takers. you like to know the squad values? I've spent some time this afternoon. Uh, Chelsea. Been busy. <laughs> I've, I have been. I just prioritised. Uh, our squad was worth 150 million. I can read them out individually if you want, but like, although we don't know how much we pay for Gazaniga, I've put it down as a free. Um, and that is massively boosted by Sissoko and Lamella. Mm. And what's Chelsea's? 306. So it's more than double. Yeah, 50, it's, we're 48% of theirs. Interestingly, though. But is that, that's not a reflection on penalties as a whole. Or, no, no, or but the it's, game. The, it's the two games that got us to the penalties, right? And then, but the, the benches are interesting. Chelsea's bench is only worth 55 mil, and that is pretty much all Alonso and William. However, mm. Kovacic. Is on, on a loan, on loan. loan, so they're paying loads of money for him, um, and so they're fifty-five, and we're on eighty-three mil. But that's mm. because you've got Sanchez coming back, mm. you've got Lucas Moura on there, and you've got Lloris. So that's where all that money's coming from. Um, Kovacic of Chelsea, we yeah. were linked with him in the summer. Do, do, do you feel like we missed out there by not having we signed him? No, because like, yeah. he, he's a bit part player at Chelsea. He would probably be starting for us. Like, he, he, would he be starting over Winks or Dyer or? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So we, he, yeah. we, he'd probably be better than um, The penalties were painful, wouldn't they? I mean, oh, I know it's, it's, it's one of them. I, I'm always, obviously, the dive penalty is dreadful to dreadful. come up and blaze it over, but it's tough, you know, like penalties. It, they've obviously put their hands up to say, I'll, I'll take it. It's, I find it difficult really to criticise players and no, penalty shootouts because it can happen. You can't. If I said to you, 
England, both our boys score penalties. Our boys, both England's boys, score penalties, and England go through to a semi-final. But Spurs, they miss both theirs, and you crash out of both cups within four days to two London teams. We would have taken it. We would have taken it. That the that World Cup penalty shootout was one of the best moments being a like? football fan. And it's really, just you, phenomenal. Do you know what? You take it. I don't know. It happened. Like, it, it happens. It's one of them. You know, like you can't. You can't you, dwell on if it. You, if you if you look at it, we would have had Kane. We would have had. Ericsson, um, Delhi, Son. Son. <laughs> That's four a, penalty takers. Four penalty takers. Three of them who didn't play. Yeah. There you go. Um, it was a tough one. So it's always tough losing on pens, but. It's not to say they would have scored. No, no, but no. But they would have taken. Would've. I've never seen a player who I, I would mm. put all of my money on Kane scoring. Penalties are always a lottery. You know, we could get three or four more of our mates and play a pro team and beat them on in a penalty shootout. It, it can happen. Yeah. Um, you're just always disappointed when a player doesn't hit the target. Like, keep the saves that you sort of say, fair enough. But That's it. There's to no blaze it over, it. it's like... Oh. Tell but you what I'm not having anymore is... Sorry, I interrupted no. you as well. The Tottenham DVD thing. You have a look how Chelsea celebrate. You have a look at how Arsenal celebrate when they beat us. I'm not having the DVD thing. It means the world to them. It shows you how far we've come. It means the world to everyone. You know, like... I, and I, I'm with you on... I, I, but like, I'm pleased that it means as much to them oh, now. Yeah. Like, Not in the moment, obviously, I'm hating it. But I'm like... That's what makes these derbies so much better now. A London derby's made with Spurs in it now. You yeah, watch a London yeah. derby, it doesn't involve Spurs. Nowhere, nowhere near the same. Yeah. Everyone hates us. We hate all of them as well. Yeah. It, the best derbies are Spurs-Arsenal, Spurs-Chelsea, Spurs-West Ham. Nothing comes yeah. close to it anymore. Um, whereas, you know, you go back 10 years ago, Spurs-Chelsea, Spurs-Arsenal weren't... Not, it wasn't a two-way derby. It was no. a one-way derby, really. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's that's the first heartache of the week. Right, um, Palace squad values at Palace. <coughs> Go on. We are at 116, so let's not forget we had 148 out. Mm. Um, and it, when you consider how much Pogba was, like 114 is not much. 116 is not much money. But they had they had, was 62 million. Mm. Like Speroni was less than a million. Ward was. Who's their most expensive player that played? Who do you think? Townsend. Townsend on 14, and then Schlupp on 12 points. Wouldn't mess with him. Nah. was nine, Van Armholt was nine, Wickham was nine, everyone else was less than five. Whereas we've got Zaha? Who was Zaha was three and a half for Man United. Because mm-hmm. they sold him and then bought him back, didn't they? Do you remember and made a load of yeah. cash on it? Great business. It was like the Robbie Keane <laughs> deal we did with Liverpool that time. Then um, sorry. And then our benches uh, were exactly the same. Really? Like seventy five and seventy four. Yeah. Because they had Ben Teke at twenty eight, Sacco at twenty five, Miller Miller Bivovich. Twenty eight for Ben Teke. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It was him and Lukaku who was like the yeah. big lumpy striker. Me and Sam were talking about it, and we were saying that there were points where you know, like Ben Teke was ahead of Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were like, this guy when he was at Villa and he was banging the goals, and everyone was like, what a player! Like he could play for Real Madrid. Yeah. And it was like now he couldn't well, even we were, get in there. We, beat were, we were linked with him, weren't we? Yeah. When he was at Villa, he was the next Leonardo Damiao, wasn't he? After uh, oh, after that. Um, <coughs> first thing then on that on before we get into the game, the squads announced. And then the starting eleven's announced. I was shocked. I was but, absolutely shocked. But why? Oh, what, what? Our, we've got all these injuries. Our best centre half wasn't even in the squad. Our only remaining attacker, really, in Eriksen. You know, he, he is our playmaker. He's the one that makes us tick. Not even included. I would have had him on the bench. I probably wouldn't have started him, but I would have had him on the bench. He was apparently, like exhausted. No, he's coming back from a stomach bug. Like I think he is. He is beyond gone. My point, my, my my view was, play them both, 
If you're in front, take them off after an hour, take them off. Rest them for the whole... Don't include them Wednesday against Watford. We're seven points clear in the top four race. Even if the disastrous thing happened and we lose to Watford and all the teams beneath us win, it's still four points. It's still, we've still got to lose another two games and they've got to win them both. And everyone's still got to play each other I do in think that top six. Are you worried about top four? Yes. Do you think... Do you think we can catch Liverpool? No. no. But the gap, I'm not worried about the gap is, is, <coughs> is near, nearly the same. It's nine and seven. There's not a lot in it. So I was honestly, I was really, really surprised that they weren't even in the squad. I, I, honestly, at the time, I actually said it's inexcusable because I was like, look, we've just gone out of the League Cup. The FA Cup's massive. We just get through this game, then we'll have all our players back for when it really matters. Would you have taken a draw? I would have taken. I would have taken a draw. Meaning, meaning, meant worse, another game. Man. Yeah, but we'd have had. You'd have liked to. Have see, this is this is interesting because you're saying you would have wanted a draw. You're saying no. So you look at you immediately can see the conundrum that Potter's yeah, yeah. in. I think he's made a very grown-up, difficult decision where he went. Do you know what? Emotionally, I want to keep us in. The, and in five months. I'll look back and maybe think it's a, a, a mistake but right now with the games we've got coming up like Dortmund is a priority mm. Premier League is a priority the FA Cup is the lowest priority of what we're but having. my argument with that is Watford at home Newcastle at home next week or this week are the yeah. games we- out, of, out of those three games what Palace away in the Cup and there's two home games I would say all day long Palace away is the toughest game yeah. so you could have full, probably afford to rest players in the Watford and the Newcastle game but versus right. the Palace one but flip it He's, we've still got a depleted squad if you do that we could still then lose all three we or could do all that three. We could. If you've got a higher chance of getting six points if you guarantee losing I'm alright but if you look at routes to success success being a tangible output yeah. for your trophy or getting more money for getting in different positions high positions Champions League as in the actual tournament we're in now I don't see it as a priority because we've made it through to the group stages so, so we've got the additional so much money addition, additional income yeah. the route to success i.e. a tangible trophy and, and it comes back down to money and what the brief is from yeah. from, from Danny Levy to Pochettino but you look at routes to success and routes to trophies you've got an, an easier route to success coming from the FA Cup than mm. you do from the Champions League mm. So yeah, it, I mean, in no, ter- you don't. No, you don't. Because you've got, you've got, last sixteen quarterfinal, semi-final. Oh yeah, but your success final, is cut. Seven. It's, that's not our success. I don't think it's. It is just about money. They've just had to extend the loan. So we took on a four hundred million loan. I think they've taken it up to six hundred and forty million odd for this new stadium. We need money to cover that, and the six million we're going to get for winning the FA Cup is nothing compared to the seventy million we get from being in this. But stage. from a financial point of view, there is no argument. Like you can't no, argue no, it. But we're a business. But from an emotional fans, what you know, and we, we need. We need to get that. We need to get that trophy. And we'll, 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 we'll preview Dortmund moving forwards um, in the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. But if you look at the teams as we are now and the Dortmund team, we've got no chance in hell. We've got no chance. But if you rest, rest play, like, I, I think we have because we battered them last year and obviously they're an improved team and they're leading the Bundesliga and all that sort of stuff. And we will come on to that. Um, I just... It, so you, we as fans want a cup. It's very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult for us because if, if City won it, like City won 5 0, didn't they? Yeah. And they won their previous game 9 0 plus 1 0, you know? That if they want to win, they'll go out and win. So we, that, that's not our success, our success, and it's not guaranteed. 
Um, whereas getting the money, we can do that. We can do that better. You know, we can get we can get out of Champions League group stages and make seventy million done. If if it means getting a stadium, paying the stadium off, getting better players, and then come back and win the win more trophies, then I I say let's go out of the cups for the next three years. Would so my just playing devil's advocate? Yeah, yeah. Would you be happy if? We move into a new stadium, yeah. new season, next season. Danny Levy sells up. Would you be happy if Danny Levy sold up next season? I don't know. See, th- this is an interesting point as well because about everyone's like Joe Louis got loads of money. We should be pushing loads of money. It's amazing that people with not much money are trying to give advice to a rich man who has saved loads of money <laughs> by the fact he's a rich man on how to spend his money. That's not the way money works. And so if he sells up, maybe if he sells us to a sugar daddy and uh, a, a rich um, Dubai guy. Would it rip the soul out of a club? I'd hate to be Man City. Obviously, they love success, but that it's not sustainable, and it's just not Tottenham. In, in when it comes to that, you're just playing who's who's got the biggest knob, and uh, that's not what I love about football. You know, just because you can't win, you can't win. <laughs> I literally cannot win. I've um, got dumb leagues to find. Interesting. <laughs> interestingly, um, we've had all these injuries to our attackers. So I said this a few weeks ago. Our focus in games has to be keeping clean sheets. When your attackers are out, Nick games 1-0, do the old Ferguson stuff. It's not going to be pretty, but keep tight at the back and you've only got to score one goal to win. We've, we've failed to do that. We can, didn't keep a clean sheet against United, Fulham, Chelsea or Palace. So all of a sudden our goals at the top end of the pitch have gone and we, we're not looking yeah. as solid. Like, I agree. The, the Palace game, I didn't feel comfortable at the back the whole game. It was a bit of a strange one. Fourth was good though. He's a midfielder for me. He really is. The, the, the way he takes the ball, his range of passing, he's got a burst of pace. Is he not just a modern defender? Like you look at goalkeepers now, like Gazaniga's distribution. Oh, and that pass Ericsson did to Lorente was Ridiculous. unreal. Tell you what, I wish he was on the end of that. <laughs> Robin Van Persie, because that boy can volley yeah. a diagonal ball. Um, but fourth, no, no, I, I don't think that. Um, I'm not saying that he. He's not got the ability to play centre half. I think he has. I, know what you mean. I just think the way it's like the, yeah, the, the, the I almost think he's wasted sat at the back. He's great in a back four against teams where he can be spraying the ball about and you know teams are pressing and he can play through it. Fantastic. But against Palace, I mean they just literally they got their goals and just sat at the edge yeah. of their box yeah. and we really struggled to break it down. Um, had chances in the first half. I mean the Nkudu one. From I mean, the free kiss. Never talk about him ever. It's brilliantly worked. And I mean, what is he doing? I saw someone call him Encanto, which <laughs> I think is quite apt. Um, I wonder what you're going to say there. Um, the, penalty, the penalty um, from Trippier was just I mean, was again, woeful. Another one you, to not hit the target. He crossed it. It was so <laughs> obvious what way he was going to put it as well. It was so obvious just why from the way was he was he running up. Taking the penalty. Yeah, I'm not sure why, why he was taking the penalty. I, I, mean, I mean, is Lorente's confidence that. Is it that low? But you, again, in, we don't know. They might have been working on it in the week and they yeah, might have maybe. said, you know, Trippier's my designated penalty taker. You, it's difficult to know. Um, I was, I, part of me, when it got given, I was really hoping that Dyer was going to just grab the ball and say, I'm going to put Thursday night right. There was a massive giveaway that that ball was never going to go in the net. Yeah. Was, was, that, was fact, that Trippier you, was taking it? Was the fact that he looked a bit unsure moving towards the ball and then he went to like take it but the ball moved off the spot like three times because of wind and you're like this is never going in I would love for him to have turned around and just just literally got my head's gone I don't want it and let someone else come I don't know like I said, it's difficult to slate players for penalties because they've got to have the bottle to actually take it you know the only there's an old 
football quote, isn't there, which is the only player that can't miss a penalty is the one that's not brave enough to take it. So you do have to take that into account. At that point in the game, it did take... It, do, it does take bottle for him to say, you know what, we're losing, we're on the verge of going out, give me the ball, I'm going to do it. He, to be fair, he seemed to be on every single set piece. Mm. Even Crystal Palaces, he was everywhere. He was taking everything. Was. I mean, look, we're out, it's done. Um, I'm absolutely gutted. It doesn't make it feel any better yeah. though, right I'm now. Sad. Like, I'm sad. I, I want to be in the FA Cup, but... I just not. want that, that day at Wembley... Um, Wednesday night then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know that cup final day that buzz of it everyone t- like I just want to experience that you know like in my lifetime I haven't seen Spurs get to an FA Cup final like that's just it's, it's unbelievable especially given the success that we had in the decades before that um, anyway transfer window let's quickly talk about that Rabiot is it going to happen? No, no brilliant okay so let's talk about the two <laughs> games this week because <laughs> they're the only transfer rumours we've got we've got Watford Wednesday whoa, 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 whoa. night uh, he's come, sorry uh, in his uh, thing uh, in his um, press conference after the game he said they're going to now look at the um, transfer with more energy before it finished on Thursday and it's going to have to be a British player because mm. of the, the Champions Jack League Jack Grealish do you think we'll revisit that one? I think it's gone I think, I think uh, it's gone I think we'll, we'll still look at a lower league player and uh, maybe pick up someone for the championship maybe mm. but who knows Championship's really exciting this year. Leeds, Norwich, all them. But There's good players in the lower leagues. There, there, are, there are good players well, in the lower leagues. But look at like, is it Jack Clark who plays? Is it Jack Clark, the, the Leeds lad who went after? I don't know. I don't know. So after a, a player for Leeds who with the potential to loan back, but that's not an immediate impact. No. <laughs> but we've never been about short-term solutions, have we? Ever apart from Lorente, who's been a failed experiment. We've, mm. we've been burnt by that. Just imagine yeah. if there was such a non-Spurs thing where we just went and spent 80 million and like got Ibrahimovic on a free and give him 300 grand a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, you know the kind of stuff you do on FIFA there when you're like, you lose a stupid game from, right, I'm just going to buy everyone now. <laughs> I believe, I believe once upon a time before Sergio Aguero had actually gone to Man City, we had a 37.5 million pound bid rejected. No, him. I heard, I, so I remember listening to a podcast about this, like back in the day, that we offered the same amount of money as City, but we told him to pay out his contract where City said they pay out his contract mm-hmm. like the, the, we did that in the January they got him in the summer but we have been we have been involved came. in massive deals do you remember like when Andy Carroll went to Liverpool for 35 million we were in that and we went to like 30 and oh you think God. can you imagine, imagine thank God, thank God I know. him and Kraut look about Diamond him and Kraut him Rafa in the hole <laughs> that would have been lethal and Dawson hitting diagonals <laughs> let's move on from that um, let's move on Watford Wednesday must we, win. I mean, it's a must win. I think confidence at the moment is shot. Um, it really. I think this is probably Poch's most difficult few months coming up. Um, lack of injuries, lack of investment, mm-hmm. Des. And again, we don't know what the conversation is between Poch and Daniel. Yeah. If he's if if Poch is forcing the issue behind doors, saying look, we need to get two in, we need to get three in, mm. we need to get someone in. Which I'm sure I'm sure is. I'd be absolutely shocked if Pochettino doesn't want anyone. Like I just can't believe that. But it's the getting the right player. It's not. I don't want us to buy for the sake of it. I mean, you bring a body in just you know to please everyone. It's not about that. But it's, it's not, about strengthening. It's about strengthening the right places. But you look at it. I mean. Midfield, mm. so you 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 if you buy someone to sit in midfield, he's not just someone to please everyone. He's there because mm. he's got a purpose of mm. filling yep. the gaps we have in midfield. I'm available on a free. That's all I'm saying. If you want to plug a midfield yeah. gap, there's a reason. I'm available on a free. <laughs> <laughs> I think my answering machine must be broke or something because nothing's coming through. We've got Newcastle uh, at the weekend as well. That for me, this is two wins. 
It's, these are routine bread and butter prem games. But is it is it still with the injuries that we have? But Son is knackered. Let's let's be clear. Apparently, he was at hospital way yesterday, and he is tired. I think he sits at Watford and plays Newcastle. I think he's at Watford as well. He may be on the bench, maybe for Watford. I don't know. But we should still. I'm not being funny. We should still have enough. And even for Palace, even though I wasn't happy with the team, it should still be enough. Does Nkudu start? It should. No, these things happen. Nkudu should be nowhere near a match day squad. He's just. He's terrible. He's terrible. One thing I, I, doesn't make any sense to me. And Posh mentioned this. It was more of a professional thing with Janssen. But surely, surely, no, surely, no. With, ab- he's, with everything that's going on, with the lack of attacking options that we have at the moment, he's been getting game time on twenty threes. Why is he not on, just on the bench? That's just to keep him I, fit. He's so just he done. He's I, know, done. I, I know there's there's issues that was, that was saying he hasn't got a squad number yeah, and this and that. But he's, I, he's, I think we should loan him to Cardiff because obviously that's a horrendously sad situation. No, it's Cardiff for free. Just let because they're they're in I real don't trouble. Think they'd want him. <laughs> Honestly, he's below Kazai Sterling in the pecking order because yeah. that's evident from him getting on the bench. He, he's finished. We won't see him again. Potts has even said, hasn't he? He's when he's in all these injuries, is he part of plans? He just went no. Yeah. So you know, if you can't even be considered when you've got this many injuries, yeah, yeah he, he he's finished. Two wins. Um, two wins for me as well. We are Tom Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. Yes! There we go. You're so much better than Jay. He normally moans at this point. So... What are we um, doing? Do you need a piece of paper? You might want to get a bit of paper. For anybody that does not know this feature, I will give you a game um, that Spurs have played, a date for that game, half of that starting lineup, and you need to fill in the blanks, effectively. So this game is 8th of April, 2017. Ooh. It's Tottenham 4, Watford 0. Oh, here we go. Okay. okay. We played a 4-2-3-1 formation. That day. You, should, you should get this. There's Did one you? which might throw you. Um, goalkeeper was Loris. Can we call him Loris? Yeah. That's his name. Hugo was in goal. <laughs> yeah. um, right back is a question mark. Let's go through the team before yeah. you guess. First centre-half is uh, Toby. Yeah. Second centre-half is a question mark. Yeah. Um, left back's Ben Davis. Centre midfield... Uh, Eric Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> question mark. Right midfield Ericsson. Yeah. Uh, centre or centre attacking midfield Delhi. Yeah. Left midfield Sun. Yeah. Striker question mark. So you got to get one. So Striker. Janssen. Janssen. That was the one I didn't think you'd get. That really was the others. Uh, I mean. Dembele. Dembele. In the um, middle. Right back uh, Trippier. Trippier. And then in the middle, Jan. Super Jan. Yeah, nailed it. Absolutely smashed that was a, it. Easiest, easiest quiz of the week. Done. I thought the Janssen one was going to be one where we got stuck on for well, ages. Who else could it be? Um, Kane. 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 I thought Janssen might have been erased from memory, but we were just talking about him. So, but my can point with it, that, make it hard my point with that, Hugo and goal, Trips, Alderweire, Alderweire, and Davis, Dyer, Dembele. In two years, that's effectively the same side still. I don't... See, and again... It comes back down to like... That would have won the game yesterday. Or whatever it was. So we won that it, game. It would have won the game yesterday, but if you look at the injuries we've had... Yeah. You know, then we need to look at the bench to see how <coughs> if our bench has improved. Cause we won that game 4-0, by the way. Easy. 
Um, Who scored? I don't remember it at all. Uh, Sonny oh. got two, Dyer got one. Um, I, I, I had no memory of it And Delhi got the other as well. Yeah, it was 3 0 at half time. Um, uh, but interestingly, this, like, that was the one with De- uh, Dyer's Thunder Bastard. Yeah, that was it from the edge of the box. And then Delhi with a curler from, yeah. from yeah. Absolute worldy line, unlike Delhi Ali goal. And Sonny, when he. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember? Was it, it was Sonny it, got the volley? At Wembley? No, no. White Hart Lane. White Hart Lane. I, I went, that was the last game I went to White Hart Lane. Ali literally 25 yards. Because Dembele got absolutely clattered. He did. Delhi was, yeah. was a bit pissed. And then Sonny got one five minutes into the second half. Trippier crossed it in. Mm. And on the volley he was coming That's in. That's the one. That's the one. But yeah. initially I had no memory of that game. Yeah. Is, who, what are the other Korean players that have been in the Premier League? Park Ji-sung and Ki Sung young did Arsenal... Had a, they, had a, they had a park as well. Arsenal had a oh, park. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he barely ever played, didn't he? He was yeah. rapid, but... They signed a little... A little, a little Japanese schoolboy as well. Do you remember that? Back at, I used to listen to the Tuesday Club a lot. Don't remember. Alan Davis is funny, but uh, never mind. Oh, to Lee Young-pyo we had as well, Lee didn't Young we? Lee Young-pyo, yeah. He was from... Was he? I'll take him right now. He was, he was South... Well, football. He was South Korean. Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, that, that's, that's all. I'm sure there's someone really obvious that we've missed out, but... That's all. But it's going to be a massive week, you know. It's a huge we have week. to bounce back. I'm still absolutely gutted about, you know, going out of the FA Cup. But you know, it's one of them things you've just got to roll with it. Enjoy your moment. Liam Pio, FIFA 14 rated 69. God, he looks about unbelievable. He looks about 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his age, not his rating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. ASD Abbas, good to see you both. Good boy. Come on, Spurs. We need oh, two wins Spurs. this week. So whatever happens, future's bright, future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. 
To dare is to do.